Can you hear me? Hi, yes I can. How are you? Oh shoot. I'm good, how are you? Thank you for taking the time. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm sorry? Well, where are you based? Um, we're in LA. I'm, I'm right now because I quarantined in Arizona. So I'm in Arizona right now. But uh, my brother and everything, they're in LA still. Okay. Yes. How's Arizona? Which part of Arizona? Uh, you know, Scottsdale, like Old Town Scottsdale. Ten feet. Yeah. yeah. I went to Scottsdale three times. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, yes, it is. It's like, it's good for hiking and stuff. So, and like just being like Zen. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's hot, really, really hot and it's dry. And like, I like heat, but I like Central American heat where there's like yeah. moisture in the air. So this right now, it's just- I, And the beach maybe somewhere. Exactly, exactly. Do a little surfing, exactly. Get a nice tan. Here it's just hot and you burn, or I burn, like a lobster. So it's not super fun. <laughs> or I don't enjoy it anyway. Um, um, okay. So I'm having an amazing job with your, with your website. So oh, thank you. I, took, yes, I went through the- Oh, you did! Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Which one was your favorite? Uh, the last one you did. Oh, with Mitch, the actor? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. really cool. I really wish I was as artistic as he was, but yeah, it's cool. Like, he's really cool. He's like... Uh, I like the mix of everything, so it's not like only actors or only one No, actor. exactly. It's just, it, we have like the melting pot. Like, I feel like the world is so like, like, like mixed, because like, I'm mixed too. So I'm like, okay, it's just throw everything in there and it's just like people that are really cool, you know? How did you find me? Oh, my brother actually. So my brother okay. is the one and he... Is he on? Oh, my camera's not on. Your camera's not on. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, it's fine. So my brother is the one that found you and so he he's younger but he looks older so he pretty much bosses me around. He's like, Dilly, you need, I like this dude, I've heard about him, he's cool, like reach out and I was like, yeah, okay. Then I started researching and I was like, oh my god, he really is fascinating. Like, who knew? Like, you, like, <laughs> so it's a pleasant surprise. Which school did your brother go to? Um, we both went to Fox School of Business. So he initially went to Swansea University for, um, he was gonna be a neurosurgeon. And then, like, midway through, yeah, he's really brilliant. And then, midway through, he was like, actually, I have no desire to, like, do 12 hours or 12 years of school. I'd rather just, like, do business. So, he went to my alma mater, which is Fox, um, back east in Philadelphia. That's what I call it. So, yeah, <laughs> you can survive there. You can survive anywhere. It's just such a culture shock. But, yeah, so Fox School of Business. But I went first. Not that. I mean, people are like, he had the same teachers that I did, and they're like, really? You guys are related? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's the cool, he's definitely like the cooler, nicer one between the two. Like, he's more, he's like more, my dad is more like effervescent and just, you know, he's really nice. But, you know, we all. And. Um, your, your, um, um, uh, let's say, um, articles going like in a few years. What's your, what's your goal with them? Oh, my goal. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I initially started this while I was at university just to, it was actually funny. I actually did to prove my dad wrong. My dad was like, Dilly, you're so spoiled. You have no concept of how to make a business work. So when I was at university, I started it. I was like, it's not hard. It's not rocket science, dad. So I started it and I did really well. But then I was like, I got bored and then I did, 
other things. Um, and then my brother, because he graduated, and so he was like, no, I think it's time. Like, it had a good, like, ethos and the principle and stuff like that. So I think it, like, will resonate again with people. So then he took it back up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's more just, like, a passion project now. Like, I really enjoy it, and, like, I think it's really cool. And, like, people like the articles, and it's different. Do you have a goal with it, or...? Um, probably my... To be honest, my brother just enlisted me to do it because I've always done the interviews like beforehand. So like the same um, like publicists that we work that I worked with before, like they know me. But I don't know. You probably have to ask him. I think for him, he'd want to like branch out. And since we're online, you're automatically like global, so you don't have the overhead as the printing and stuff like that. But I think I don't know. I think he definitely wants to. I don't know. I think like just and an make it like an umbrella of stuff. Like I think I don't know to be honest. I haven't really asked him. I just do what he tells me, which I probably okay. should. <laughs> I probably well, should. Doing a What'd you say? Doing a great job. Oh well, thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. So yay for that. <laughs> um, so can I? Can, um, do you have any other questions before we start? Or uh, no, no, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Okay, so. This <laughs> Anything from me other than the interview today? Um, I'll need pictures from you. Yeah. Okay. So like three, I would say typically, because we do one that's like the thumbnail picture. So we do like yeah. one. So like one that's a thumbnail, and then like we use different pictures inside. So like any links or pictures of anything that you want to. Um, what kind of pictures do you want? Anything that floats your boat, honestly. Like, it's because it's so varied. Like, it could be, like, more, um, like, personal, more, like, professional. Like, I think for the thumbnail, definitely more professional, I think, because that brings people in where you, people look super yeah. serious. And then, like, inside the interview, um, I typically uh, prefer. Uh, I'll do this. I'll send you two. I'll send you one that, um, um, I'll send you some of my mountain climbing pictures and then some of the, it's so, like a photo shoot that I did. Okay. And then uh, you can choose uh, whichever you'd like. Okay, sounds good. And then, there, so I probably wouldn't, because I need minimum three, so that's fine. I could just do the. You can choose from them. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. How's the weather in Qatar? Oh, it's still hot here. It's still and, hot. Uh, it's getting better now, so within um, I think uh, a week or two is going to be really nice. But it's pretty close, so people can't come in or out of Qatar. So, uh, See, that's good to know, because I was planning on going there, like, anyway, like, to visit a friend uh, back in, like, November-ish, but then I'm like, I don't know, I don't really want to get stuck, so I might just go to Mexico. <laughs> As we speak, it's, it's pretty close, you can't come, like, oh. there's no tourists, there's no visas, there's nothing, so Shut you up. can't, so it's, it's really hard. Well, that's messed up, since airlines are, t take your money, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. messed up. But you can't come in, like, yeah, well, good to know. Thank you for that. So I'll be going to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how would you introduce yourself to people who are unaware of you? Uh, what do you mean? Like, how would you, like, okay, so nobody knows who you are. They're just looking at you on the street, like, as you're dressed now. Like, just like, like. Someone left into the window. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just uh, as Mo, Mo Altani, that's the way I end. Okay, um, just that, just that, that's it, Mo Altani. 
just one like Moab. just that's it like you wouldn't say like hi I'm I'm Mo I'm a climber or anything just just Mo yeah if you want like more yeah usually like uh, Mo Atani from Qatar the okay. the and then uh, if what if you ask people ask what I do I do a lot of things but what I usually say is uh, I love climbing mountains or something like that I don't like talking about my businesses I respect that. Okay, cool. We'll just say Mo from Qatar. <laughs> More yeah. Um, what is one of the best kept secrets about you? Oh, the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's how. That's how. That's, of course, that's how you do it. Uh, it can, couldn't be worse than someone telling you that they have a phobia of clowns. Like I don't think anything could be worse. Than that. <laughs> um, well, let's say, um, 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 like I, uh, on the mountains, let's say, and in life, um, yeah. I'm not uh, like the smartest or the fittest, but I'm the one who will never give up. You know, I'm just the most persistent uh, uh, person on the mountain, uh, or in life, basically. When whenever I set my mind to something, then I don't give up until I actually make it happen. Okay, it's technically not a secret, but is that your way of saying you're not going to answer the secret? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, life is about change. You could say a secret and then just get a new one. Technically. No, uh, I, I, I don't have any secrets. Like, like no fear. Like you're not afraid of like clowns or like some abnormal. Like, I'm scared of failure. Oh, who isn't right? Okay. I don't. All right, we'll scratch that one. Um. Uh. So you ski to the South Pole, climb Everest, seven summits. Um, can you take our readers on what's your mindset when you're at the bottom of the mountain and then your mindset as you reach the top of the mountain? Um, as we climb every mountain, like every mountain, like there's no easy mountains. People think that um, some mountains are hard, some are not. You, you can actually, uh, you can die in every, any mountain. So you can, <laughs> it, it, it's very serious. So. Um, I would say, like, on the bottom of the mountain, I'll be very worried about every step I take, uh, what I eat, uh, uh, about saving my energy and not wasting uh, anything, and maximize my chances of reaching the summit. Um, many of the times, uh, yeah, like, if you, if you push too hard when you're, when you're lower, that, that just means you have less energy tomorrow. Uh, just have to focus on eating eating right and uh, conserving your energy and basically doing the right decision and that goes all the way uh, to the top and um, going basically uh, when you reach the top it's also very important not to push yourself to the limit reaching the top because reaching the summit is only halfway you still have to go down so um, that's uh, most of the um, uh, injuries happen on the way down where people uh, use up all their energy going up, and then um, uh, on Everest, for example, um, I'm not sure of the exact statistic, but uh, the majority of the accidents happen on the way down when people are actually uh, going down the reserve. So um, uh, they die from heart attack, uh, oxygen failure, uh, exhaustion, and so on. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I first, I'd probably be running down. I'd probably like, sn I like slide down the mountain. I'd be so happy. <laughs> be like, but most people think that oh, they give, they, they empty their time going up. Yeah. And they reach the, and what happens when you reach the top? You still have to go down. Yeah. Uh, so, 
So that's, that, that's why uh, people have to really pace themselves. Gotcha. Um, you're also a photographer. So how did this passion start? Was it your love of photography and discovering or capturing new places that led you to starting uh, your company, Pina Sophia? I love taking pictures of people, like kids and uh, older people, because uh, the innocence uh, of the kids and um, the, um, the expressions of the older people, especially in the mountains where uh, the remote places I go. Um, so basically the passion of photography came from the passion of travel, where uh, I like to capture some of the um, 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 the, 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 the people that actually live on, in, like the nomads and and um, um, yeah, the village people like, from, from each clan. Um, please describe, reach out to Asia, and what do you enjoy most about being a brand ambassador? Uh, reach out to Asia is a is a, um, um, a charity based uh, in Qatar. It, with um, Qatar Foundation, it's one of the branches of Qatar Foundation, and they uh, help um, uh, provide education in the, in the uh, primary and secondary uh, level uh, all over Asia, and actually some parts, I think, of the world, other parts of the world. So um, I, I really, truly believe in education, um, and, um, and I, you know the, the saying where uh, feed someone a day, they're hungry the same, next Teach day. Them. And, then you have to how to fish, and then uh, they, they'll never be hungry. So, um, uh, so uh, we we did raise a lot of money uh, with reach out to Asia over the years. And uh, are you drinking matcha? No, I do have matcha. That's later. That's lemonade time. No, this is just celery juice. Oh, really? <laughs> great minds. No, I I literally I'm like so OCD. Like seven third. Like literally at that time, I was like I couldn't do it earlier. I was like I have to do my celery juice so I can sip it. <laughs> yeah. That's how it continues. So you guys raise a lot of money. Um, reach out to Asia. Um, but you guys reach and um, have raised a lot of money for reach out to Asia over the yes. years and stuff like that. Yes, we did, and I raised a lot of awareness. And I did some uh, specialty climbs as well for uh, reach out to Asia, where we built schools. Um, as uh, we built a school in one of because of one of the trips. Um, which is a great success, I think, um, as well. Uh, there's a trip. There's some. There's a trip that I keep doing every year called Rise to Success, um, and uh, it's an annual trip for me, uh, where I take a group of um, individuals from all over the world, and um, basically it's called uh, Rise to Success: A Journey of Self-Discovery, and it will be uh, targeted for people that um, in different paths of, the, of their lives. Well, where they're asking themselves, now what? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I got people who uh, were, were in a tough situation mentally. Uh, some people, uh, like emotionally with their relationships or with um, their jobs, they're not happy with their jobs or uh, they're not happy with um, uh, where their life is going. So they go on this trip, which is like more like self-discovery and, and finding more about themselves. Uh, and it's, it's very curated that way as well, okay. with events. And, and the talks that we have in the evenings and, and stuff. So um, uh, I really enjoy doing that because uh, we all come in as individuals, but we leave um, we leave as a family. And um, it keeps happening every year, and we just keep getting uh, uh, bigger and bigger. And um, I think it's, it is one of the, something that's really important to me, and I enjoy doing it because I see the transformation 
uh, of those people. Cool. Do you think it's the the fact that it's mountain uh, climbing is so like life or death that instantly bonds people like for your rise to success? Like typically, it's hard for people to like open up to strangers. But you uh, do you think it's the climb and and that whole experience? I'll tell you. Um, you'll be surprised how people open up on the mountain because um, the first thing is uh, 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 most of my the, the ones I did are the Kilimanjaro or Everest Base Camp so it's nothing too technical beginners can go with no experience um, but what's, well, basically the first thing we do is we, um, they're out of uh, communication you know mm-hmm. they do have phones but it's limited communication it's not like they have a, a 4G internet they can, they can get if they want uh, if they really want to make a phone call they can make a phone call they can really send a WhatsApp but but uh, it's a struggle so people actually communicate with each other uh, you actually talk to people you know and when you're talk, when you're walking for six to eight hours a day or ten hours a day you are not holding your phone you're actually talking to the one next to you if if all you're focusing uh, the, the first days you'll be talking but the last like week or so you're you're focused on your next step, you know, so you're talking to yourself, you know, to your mind. So everything goes to your, uh, and um, I'm not sure if you, do you know the state of flow. The what? The state, state of flow. The state of flow? Mm. Yeah? No. Okay, so basically the, the state of flow is a neuro, neurological uh, state where where your body is present now. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this is what uh, surgeons, uh, maybe you should uh, read about it a bit. It's, um, it's about um, when when surgeons do a, a, an eight-hour surgery, and for them it passes as if it was like one minute, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the person, or a race car driver, or um, a painter, for example, who, who starts painting and then looks around, it's like twelve hours later. Uh, that's the same state of flow where where where, where mountaineers actually go into because they're so focused on the next step that they that they're so living the moment, you know. So so. Um, um, Usually, you're so focused on, on, on climbing that mountain that uh, your brain is consumed by, 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 by that challenge. And then, when you reach the summit, um, usually, for me at least, it's a blank. You know, like once you leave that, once you reach, then you succeed, and then, it's, then your brain is you, it's, it's, it's just empty. And for myself, it's the, my, prior, my priorities always line up. You know what's important to me comes first, and uh, you know, like wherever we are now, we've, we uh, we're spoiled with the things around us, or with the, there's lots of noise happening, even if you don't realize. It. But in the mountain, after you reach the summit, there is no noise. There's nothing. You just there's clarity, and you know exactly your purpose in life. You know exactly what you want, what you need to do. And for that moment, you just need to remember when you come back. You know, like I need to do that, and and whatever important to you, you will know. And then, I, usually when I, when I start getting uh, not focused again, that's my cue that I need to go climb again, because uh, 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 we, we, lots of distractions happen with our everyday life that you, you forget. Yeah. Which, which, I respect that. But I tend, see, that's why I have no actual social media or anything, and like, I'm in the desert right now, because it's like, it's nice, you can just kind of be... If somebody wants to know where I am, I'll just tell you, you know, like, I don't need some, like, it's been hours scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I don't understand that, but, um, how do you think traveling changes a person? I mean, I know I have my ideas, but how do you think traveling changes a person? Well, I'll tell you something. You can, you can travel 
will change, uh, and you can travel and change, and you can travel and not change. It depends on your mind and uh, the way you see it. Um, uh, I'll tell you, like, um, you can travel and live with with with, with people. From, from, for example, I can go to Mexico and um, uh, and and lots of like uh, people like in the villages and and, and live with some and, and meet them in the streets and. Da, da, da. Or I can go to a, a touristic place and, and just um, uh, stay in a resort and, and, and basically, and, and both of them are travel, but one of them I actually came up with something personally from it, and the other is just a... Um, you're in your bubble, country. kind of. Like, once yeah. you're in your bubble and your comforts, and then the one it's like the real country. That. Exactly. So, so, yeah, so, so uh, um, I went to Tulum uh, two years ago. Uh, and um, and I went on an adventure there for like two days in the jungle, and I left my friends who you know I, and I, I really went on it like one day I woke up I was in the middle of the jungle three days later look where am I you, know, like, <laughs> you are a brave soul like, there's yeah. no way in hell I would be in the jungle <laughs> I was like oh, I had to find my way back to the room it was like it was a very long drive but, uh, <laughs> so I, I like to go on my, I like to actually experience. You know, uh, uh, getting lost and, and and meeting random people everywhere because I think that's the best way of, of, of knowing the place. Right, but who's around in the jungle? Like I understand, like the smaller cities, but who would you, who could you ask for directions in the jungle? Uh, you no, know, I know. I, I was with a group that of, of people. I, I, uh, I I'm not sure if I should say this in an interview. <laughs> that's one of my secrets. <laughs> Ooh, I was so close, so close. <laughs> Um, uh, what is the most powerful tool or thing to make change in the next generation, do you think? Uh, what do you mean, sorry? Like, so, um, like for the next generation, like with everything that's changing and like your, like your rise to success is all about like inspiring people to make changes and stuff like that. So what do you think, cause like say if people are afraid of heights and, or they just have no desire to ever climb a mountain, but they still want that like clarity to, to change or, or anything yeah. like that. So. What do you think is the best, like, I'll tell tool? you, uh, um, when I first started climbing, I'm like, um, at one point I, I figured out, I'm like, my purpose in life is to inspire others. And I started doing these random things, uh, events and, and climbs and stuff. And even if you see my Instagram, it's very directed to inspiring. And that's all what I really, be, I, I really believe in, in, in doing. And I, I've been realizing, my, my message is not, like it's not for everybody, of course, but but there's so many people uh, around the world who are privileged. And when I say privileged, if you have a bed and a house and you can, like, you don't need to think a lot about what to eat, or then you're privileged. When you when you go to remote places where people are really hungry or they have no um, uh, access to education or food, but they're still happy, you know. Um, so so I'm just thinking that okay like we most of us do not have dreams do not have um, uh, targets no, live every day you know for for, for, a, for a trip or for, but, but without any value and and uh, we just don't dream enough I think uh, I'm not sure uh, especially here where I think people should really uh, uh, um, you know like for me Everest was a dream there was no way there was, there was no reason for me to climb this mountain like if, if 
you told me like when I was in, in university that I was going to climb as a mountain, I was going to laugh. There's no way I was going to do that. But I put it in my head and I actually climbed it. Uh, so uh, if you do not have dreams, then, then there's nothing, you know, you're not living for something. And well, I maybe to aspire to kind of, right? Exactly. Um, who inspired you the most when you were a young child and how? Uh, I, I always used to be inspired by by, uh, by random people. Like uh, I get inspired if someone challenges me. I, I don't like I'm not usually inspired by by people. Let's say, but um, uh, there's no like one person that like, I actually inspired me, but. But if, if I see someone who's, who's uh, like, I'm pretty competitive, so if I see someone doing something, I, I always love to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always try to be the best. Uh, it's not because, like, I, I, try, I really try my, be- my best to always give it my 100%. Did you do sports as a child? Uh, I used to be obese. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I lost weight and I was high school and then university I thought yeah. <laughs> well, that's well. That's probably I, I. That's probably a fun fact. Because <laughs> yeah, there, there are no pictures. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had an awkward stage as well. We, I burned those. I remember. I'll never forget that. I saw them in like my parents' album. I was like, f no. I just threw them in the fire. I was like, this will not live. <laughs> so you didn't do any sports like as a kid, even if you were like obese. Like you didn't do like, like. Sports. I used to play soccer when I was young. Yeah, okay. okay. But I used to play. Cool. <laughs> um, so how did you get your competitive streak? Or is that just like naturally like your like personality? Yeah, I was always, uh, being competitive is, it, it doesn't have to be in sports. Uh, you know, like, I was always competitive. I always, always like, they always call me the, the mastermind. I always love planning. So even now, I still like, I'm, I'm always planning. So I always, like my problem is not the past, it's the future. I always live in the future. I'm always planning something coming up. Um, I think that's one of the COVID uh, tests uh, for me, which is uh, living now. Because uh, when COVID started here, uh, all my plan, my future plans are on hold. Yeah. So uh, it's one of my big lessons uh, for from COVID. Um, so I always live in the future, and um, um, like even within my my climbing team. Uh, um, I'm always the one who's planning this climb, so I, I'll go into the, each detail of which plane we're gonna we'll fly, which company we're gonna climb with, who are we, gonna, how, which route are we taking, what gear, everything. I'll go to the details, uh, how to train, everything, and then once the climb starts, I just enjoy it. Uh, I I do not do I make any decision during the climb. <laughs> like uh, other friends, he's, he's the one who takes over, and I, I just enjoy. Climbing. You did all the prep yeah. work, so then you enjoy it. You do yeah. like the prep yeah. work, and then you're just like, cool. Even in my business, uh, even when I the businesses I start, I yeah. always enjoy uh, um, building, creating the business. And then once it starts running, I don't like, I don't enjoy running day to day. There's other people who are much better at me. <laughs> well, at least you know your strengths. That's half the battle, right? Exactly. Um, what and how do you? Um, I think you kind of touched on this, um, but like, what do you think is the best way to inspire others? I mean, you touched on this with like the climbing and, and stuff like that. Um, do you think there's another way or I can think of another way? I, 
I think uh, there's two ways of inspiring people. Uh, um, if you want to inspire people, then people have to know two things that I truly, not myself, but people that actually inspire are people who are true to themselves and people see them as true to themselves. They see them that they truly believe whatever they're doing. You know, so that's what inspires people because they really believe in what they do. And uh, and the second thing is that, that they really fight hard to, uh, for reaching whatever they, they want. If you see any inspiring movies, for example, you'll see that they'll be going to ends of earth to reach whatever they have to reach. And then what inspires you is is them actually making it at the end after giving it the hundred percent. Like the notebook. So, I feel that. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, that's actually what inspires inspires people and other people. But people actually get inspired as well by experiencing, you know. Uh, so uh, that's why when 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 um, when, they're, when they're going on on, on uh, trips, uh, they get inspired because they actually go through live through the same thing again. They go through the hard work like in, in climbing a mountain. Uh, the the climber uh, would actually. The climb starts when the climber signs. It's not, it doesn't start when the mountain it starts when the climber signs, mm-hmm. and then training starts. So when you're on the mountain, it doesn't start when you're there. It starts three, four, five months before when you're training every day in the gym. While you've gone out with your friends or, or or you know watch a movie or something, you're you're in the gym training for that mountain, and that's what you'll be thinking of when you're in the mount, uh, on the mountain. And then you'll actually climb that mountain, the thing in all the hard work and then at the end reaching that summit so when you reach that summit you did it you know no one no one helped you you put in the hard work you put in the sacrifices and so that gives you that feeling again perfect and then i did always wonder like so when you did like rise to success and you said it's everyone from walks of life that do it how okay so like if you're taking everyone from walks of life how do you tell them to train like i was like really curious actually i I mean, uh, before how I, how I tell them to train, how I find them around the world. Some of them, like, I have a guy who is, like, high in, um, in Amazon.com. He's one of their VPs. Like, and then, like, how did you find me? And he was like, oh, a friend of mine forwarded your Instagram to, to me. He's like, hey, you might be interested to do this. And I'll have random people that from all over the world. Like, some people I met and some I did but the last trip, I had like 20 people, 20 seats, and I had like 200 people apply. So, uh, so, so I really had to choose, you know. And it's a, uh, um, and, and then I send them like a, um, a a questionnaire where they have to, um, uh, like where, where I actually try to sense who would really benefit the most out of these trips. It's because for me, it's not just another climb. It's not like oh, I want to climb Kilimanjaro and I go, because for me, it's much more than that. If you mm-hmm. want to just climb Kilimanjaro, you can sign up to, to and you can go. But with me, it's more about how I see you change from 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 from, from the moment you walk into the strip. So I, I usually take them on the whole journey. So once they start sign up, and then I'll make sure they do a fitness assessment test. And then mm-hmm. from the fitness assessment, I'll send them a schedule of, of what they should be doing. And uh, I'll be sending them what I'm doing, and I'll be saying, and, and I'll tell them I climbed this mountain five times, and I'm training this mountain. <laughs> so, so I just tell them if I, I climbed this mountain five times, I'm training this hard, so they better train, train as hard as if you don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the the, the the fitter you are, the more.
enjoy the month. That makes sense. So you're not like struggling. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, so the world is changing on every front. Uh, what are your thoughts on this evolving time? And did you ever think that you would see this in your lifetime? I don't think anyone thought to Well, it's not just COVID. It's just like, I mean, I don't know how much news you get over there, but like America right now is on fire. Like literally, like I know, like I grew up in a, um, I grew up in Palestine states in LA. So it's, 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 it's wasp. It's, you know, it's, it's white and being ethnic, you know, you, you just, I just never thought that there would be a day where like you see everyone kind of coming together for a common goal and then add COVID. It's just a cluster. So yeah, that's kind of that. So did you ever think it would happen or what do you think on this like evolving time? Um, I think we're, uh, we're definitely uh, uh, in, in, in a pivotal moment in our history, I think. And uh, people always look in 2020 as a, they, they would definitely read about us in, in books, you know, for yeah. <laughs> years to come, you know. So uh, it's one of those years that we really made history. And in every point, I think, not only um, in humanity and in, in, um, in, in, in how, how people are reacting and how the world uh, is changing. And I think um, the world will have the pre-COVID and post-COVID, uh, again, just like pre-World War and post-World War, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think it will be one of those, uh, one of those days again. Did you ever see that show, Monk? Um, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, she was pre-COVID. Like he's like this is Tony Shalhoub, and he like wipes everything down. And, like he doesn't. He's like a germaphobe, and he was like pre-COVID. I like rewatched it, and it's hilarious because he always has wipes, never shook uh, people's hands. And I'm like, see, if everyone watched this, we could have been more, way more prepared. <laughs> um, what's the best book that you've read recently, and why? Uh, best book. Uh, like um, I would say, yeah, yeah, uh, ch- uh, chasing fire. Uh, that's uh, not, uh, stealing fire, chasing fire. Let me just get you the exact name. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, chasing fire. Chasing fire. Yeah. Cool. And why is it the best yeah, work you've read? Yeah. Talks about the the, the uh, state of flow that I, I, I told you about, mm-hmm. and um, it's fascinating about how it unlocks uh, uh, certain uh, parts of the uh, brain. Uh, but in chasing fire, we talk more about um, like a different side, like more about psychedelics and stuff. About how uh, the marines and um, the marines and, and, and Silicon Valley and everyone uh, uh, they uh, they do an induced um, uh, state of flow by using um psychedelics but of course in the mountain uh it's a natural one <laughs> yeah 